Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. Today we discuss the hot topics around the transfers in the transfer market to date and what may come in the near future before the Premier League starts and the market ends. We discuss how well Manchester United have done so far in the market securing big signings, where Chelsea stand, where Liverpool are in the market and other clubs. Listen in and let us know what your thoughts are at the Flatback 4 on Instagram and Facebook. Right lads, we're going to speak about the hot topics that are going around in the transfer market. Today's date is the 29th of July, so just make that clear. What's going on to this date, there will be more to come. But there's loads of hot topics and what's gone on so far. Dixon, I'll start with you. Man United have had a great window there. Jaden Sancho, £83 million. But, you know, I think people need to realise that that's structured so well that over the course of his deal... Well, United done very well with that. Varane coming in, 50 million. So far, a new contract for Oli. How are you feeling so far with the window there? I think it's a very solid window, do you not think? Uh, yeah, look, I'm over the moon um, as a United fan. Um, when Oli took over, you could argue there might have been one or two world-class players in the squad. Um, De Gea, maybe Pogba on his day. And all of a sudden, Oli has turned this team into... A team that should be challenging now next year, without a doubt. But you have to say there's seven or eight world-class players in that squad now. Um, I know, obviously, he hasn't delivered a trophy and we're always going to be measured on that. And that's fair enough. We are united like, and we're going by our history and we've set the standard for ourselves. But uh, you have to say, since post-Fergie era, he's, he's been the best best manager so far in terms of turning around that team. Um, if you had told me at the start of the window, we'd get Sancho and Varane and that's it. I would have been happy, so... It looks like there could be one or two more additions. Um, so so far, I'm buzzing, um, and hopefully, there's one or two more to come. Uh, he's he's got my hopes up. He's got me ex- got me excited again. Uh, we're not squ- scrambling around the last minute of the window looking for a, a Cavani on a free or a likes of a Fred for midfield. That we're looking at proper players, I think now, and I think that's down to appointing a director of football as well. I think there's a bit of direction in the boardroom. Uh, speaking to the Glazers, who are after heads, who are just thinking about money um, at least there's someone in there that knows a bit of football and can direct them in some sort of way yeah Fletcher is there now isn't he he's had a good influence there in the background as well as the director of football Elliot I'll come to you there United have spent since post Fergie over a billion now you look back to before Oli there they had a, as Dixon said an 11 there which would have included the likes of Andres Pereira and Twan Zabi Bailly and couple of others that, you know, you wouldn't even say are Man United standards. Like, how do you see their transfer window so far? And they've been linked with other players. I do believe they're going to get two more additions, which we'll go into in a moment. But how do you think they've done with that window so far? Yeah, good start for them. I think, look at the back line there. Who's it? So, Wan-Bissaka, Varane, Maguire and Shaw. That's a decent back line there. Looks very solid. Because I think United were... I know Dixon, you weren't a big fan of Lindelof. I think that was a, a kind of weak area for United. I'd still worry about the keeper. I you know I was a big fan of David De Gea, but he's gone off the rails a bit in the last few years. I'm not convinced on Henderson, but Varane is top quality, uh, top quality player, and I, I like Sancho as a player as well. So there's two great signings already. Um, yeah, it's a good start. Like I said, just so much time left, and Dixon, you might be even happier by the end of it because yeah. not can happen. You know what I mean? But Good start from them. I was, I'm just kind of waiting for Liverpool to wake up. 
Yeah, I think I think Liverpool will wake up. I think that as we're going to Liverpool later, they're doing it silently, which you know could work in you know a lot your favor where things just come out of the blue. But Chrissy, is that there the best back line potentially? There you're going to add Kieran Trippier, who looks like he's on the way to Man United. So you know Ali is looking for a more attacking fullback, which Trippier can deliver crosses. Maybe nowhere near as good as defensively as Wan Bissaka, but end products he would have more. It would that be the best backline in the Premier League now, like Wan Bissaka, Trippier, or like either or there at the back with Varane, Maguire, and Shaw? Is that the best backline in the league? It possibly is, yeah, because you'll have two fullbacks now who have a great balance between. You know, solid defensively and can give you something going forward. As good as Wambasak is at defending, he doesn't give you anything going forward. So if Trippier is signed, like he is going to give you that outlet now going forward and he'll be able to defend. And you have that with Sean on the other side. You have Varane then who's got pace and we know Maguire's probably his weakest thing is maybe on the turn. So now you have Varane with great pace covering him in behind. Um, and it's probably seems like it'd be a good partnership for him. Um, and there's a lot of talk about maybe Maguire needing needing a kind of a big player like that to get more out of him at centre back as well. So it could even bring Maguire on more because we've seen that Maguire played well at the Euros and you know is a very good player even though he gets a lot of kind of stick. So I would definitely say that it would be one of the best backlines in the Premier League. But you have to see, I suppose, how Varane adapts, whether Trippier comes in. But if the, if Trippier comes in and Varane settles, it, it arguably definitely is um, one of the best back backforce Premier League. If not the best, it kind of be well-balanced um, and there'll be good chemistry between the back four there, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's up. It's definitely up for a debate that who would have the best back line now with uh, Varane going to United, like Stones, Diaz, Chelsea play more of a back three. You know, you got Van Dijk, Kanate there. It's a real debate there. But Dixon, looking at United there now, they, as I say, I've said Trippier, I think will join Man United. I've said it for, you know, about two months now. The links there, he is a United fan. He wants to come back to the Premier League. United have set out how much they're willing to pay, which is about twenty-five million, about eight million short of what Atletico want. But he's pushing for that move. You get him yeah. in there, and there's going to be a midfielder coming in. But this all depends on the Pogba situation, who again will not sign a new contract. PSG desperate to sign him. Looks like the personal terms and all are agreed. It's just a fee. But if he doesn't come in, I think Neves will be the man. He wants to join Man United. He's told them for Wolves. He wants to join. Bruno's begging him to join. 35 million. So if you got Trippier and Neves with Pogba leaving, how would you feel? But that's including Pogba leaving. How would you feel? Yeah, I heard Bruno was going to the board and and saying he was a big fan of Neves. So that could be a big sway in his favour. To answer your question, though, about the two lads coming in and Pogba leaving, yeah, I think I'd be happy. Um, as much as we all know who good Pogba is on his day, but there's been too many times where he's let us down in a big game, or you know he's tried to dribble out the, the final third in our, in our third and lost the ball that led to a goal. So and his antics off the pitch aren't great, like um. So I think it's best for the club, and I think Ali kind of recognizes that. I think that's why he's quite calm about the situation because. Look, if he doesn't sign for PSG this window, he's got a player with at his disposal of the quality of Pogba. 
Um, and if he sells him, he sells him for 50, 60 million um, and gets someone else in. So that's why I think Ollie's calm. He knows it's probably best for the club if he gets rid of him. And for me, if you were to offer me both sides of the argument, I, I'd go with the Neves and Trippier in and Pogba. I think it would add more balance to our team. Yeah, it's a fair point there. I think it would add more balance. Now, again, the midfield situation does depend on Paul Pogba if he stays or goes this window. But United have been linked with, you know, the likes of Neves, Camavinga, Sell. I do think it'd be Neves from what I'm hearing. But we'll move on then to Liverpool. Or if you, Elliot, do you want to say something there? Yeah, just a quick one uh, for Dixon. Uh, like I said, it looks like a good window so far and stuff. And Ollie signed the contract. What's your expectation? Like, what do you think Ollie needs to do this year? Is it a trophy? Is it to actually challenge? I know you finished second last year, but it wasn't really a, like a title race or anything like that. What do you? What do you like? What do you, What do you expect? What do you think he should get? What would you be happy with? Good question. Put me on the spot here. <laughs> um, fair question. Fair question. Yeah. I think I'm. To be honest with you, I think I'm more patient than most United fans. So yeah. what I would see is an okay season. What I would want, what I would expect, is yeah, a proper challenge, like you said. Whether it's City or Chelsea, I think I think it's just four clubs involved in here. Our four, our three clubs and City, and like yeah, I want a final push, like go to the last three or four games of the season and and stay in the race. Um, but yeah, it has to be there has to be a trophy, whether it's the FA Cup, League Cup, uh, and a Champions League run if if that comes. But a cup is is the main thing for me anyway. Silverware, get get that behind you. Get the player, give the players a taste for it, and then see where we go from there. And um, that's what my expectation is. And I know, but I know a lot of fans are saying, if we get our CDM or centre mid, we have to be winning the title, and and that's it. Like like seconds are good enough for United, but I can see the progress of this team. I know a lot of people aren't are kind of anti Solskjaer. They don't really see a direction the way he's playing, but I've seen it. Um, the players look a lot happier, and we're playing better football. So. I'd be happy with a title charge and a, and a cup. I think they definitely need some silverware, um, especially with the backing. Ollie's getting the players he wants. He wanted Sancho last summer. He finally got him. Varane, I think United need to win. As Dixon, as you said, it could be a league cup at least, minimum. I think he needs to win a cup. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, though, very silent, Chrissy, in the market so far. Um, but they did get Kanata in. Uh, big sign, like a big future there. Um, I'm a big fan myself. I think he will have a big future once he keeps the injuries. You know, he's had a bad sort of injury prone last two years, but you know, maybe with better medical staff at Anfield, he might be able to continue. But why now them going? There's a free spot in that midfield. Saul, there was a you know an advanced talk there about two weeks ago with him. They had an agreement, kind of like Michael Edwards, who's, uh, you know, magnificent in the background for Liverpool. I'm sure the two boys would agree. Um, but he had an agreement there, and FSG just wouldn't pay the extra five million. Now coming around again, where there's a chance that they may do so. Like, is that exciting you? Or have Liverpool been too slow for you, or how do you feel so far? Um, I was delighted the business done with Kanate so quick because it was just evident from last year that we needed a centre-back just with the injuries and that so to go out and get a player I think that's quick so we can play a high line he's a big man he's physical in the air and he is a talent 
Um, I know the injury-prone thing would be a worry, but the fact that he's really talented, um, you know, quick, as I said, big, strong, you know, he's intimidating even looking at him. So I think he's a great player to sign. Hopefully, he'll stay away from injuries. So to get that deal done early, you know, I think Liverpool fans, like myself, got a bit excited. We think we're going to get our business done early. Now I'm kind of at the stage where Wijnaldum's gone. We needed to improve our squad. Um, we're very silent, but we're into August, um, just about into August, and we haven't got those players. And I remember from Andy Robertson, Fabinho, that when Liverpool sign new players, even Thiago, it takes them a long time to get used to clock the way he plays, the training. So if Liverpool leave it really late to sign, it's going to lead to that player not really playing that much football maybe at the start of the season and I think Liverpool you know need a player that's in Klopp's system good up for the job and I suppose it is the point from the point of view that the business wasn't done early and I think FSG are very I suppose by the book they have a certain amount they'll pay for each player um, which I wish I think to compete with Chelsea Man United and those you just have to pay the money get the player you want and have him so I would have liked the Saul deal done. He could be stolen away from us. And I just think there's not a lot of brilliant talent like there was years ago out there. And I think it's a good player that's suited to Klopp and the way he plays. And it's suited for Liverpool, you need to go and get him. So I'm a bit frustrated from that point of view. I think Liverpool need a midfielder or two in there. Um, my biggest worry going into next season for Liverpool will be Fabinho's injury prone. He's out for a while. Henderson's injury prone. Thiago's injury prone. Wijnaldum, say what you like about him, he was a consistently there. It looks like Curtis Jones might be the only midfielder there that's not injury-prone. So Liverpool need depth there. I don't trust Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, so I don't really count him because I don't trust him. Um, so, you know, that would be a worry for me as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, it's, not, it's not something about Henderson not signing the contract as well, or he's not being offered by us. There was, yeah, there was news there. Now, look... I don't know if that's age and talk. Henderson now is 31. You know, maybe he, this is probably his last big deal. He's got two years left, I believe. Uh, or has he got one year left there? The Liverpool fans might know. He has two, he has two years left, I think. Two years left, yeah. Let to go Madrid, PSG are looking at him. Hmm. But I do think it's kind of the agent kind of forced Liverpool's hand now, like, look, either give me the contract or you know, you get your money and let me go. I'm 31, still an English international, but I think that's, um, I think you'll stay at Liverpool. Elliot, looking at that there, Klopp is probably, I'm sure you believe, like your best manager since the likes of Paisley and Shankly. Like he's won you a Premier League, he's mm-hmm. Champions League, FSG. Okay, you can say they've got him Van Dyke and Allison, but they really need to back him now. If Liverpool are watching their competitors, like Man United, they're improving their squad. Chelsea will improve their squad. City will improve their squad, and Liverpool slack behind. Like in, instead of backing this world class manager in Liverpool's best, I'd say since those two I mentioned, like their soul, and then the heavy links and movement with Adama Traore. Now I know you're not a big fan of um, Wijnaldum, um, so you're probably happy he left, but he was consistent, as Chrissy said, as in. Injury free, but Triore and Sell. Do you not think you should back the manager? Just get them into place. Yeah, I think I'm not a massive fan of FSG. I think they they backed Klopp in the past, but even looking at from 
from when we won the Champions League, the signings we, we signed after the Champions League, we bought Andy Lonergan, who was like a ninth-choice keeper. We bought um, Adrian, who we won't even get into. And we bought Seth Vanderburg, a young, a young lad. So we haven't been spending big. That's when you should have backed Klopp. I think the owners thought, look, we won the Champions League, so we don't need to give any more money. So they have backed us in the, in the past before then. But I just think since then, I know Thiago and Jota were good signings. But it wasn't massive money. I think you're right, Ken. They're not backing Klopp, who's the best manager I've seen at Liverpool, of course. And they should be backing him. Now, I know there's a long time left in the window, but Liverpool are very hesitant. And even looking at January just gone, we, we took us till the end to get in uh, Quebec, wasn't it? The end of January, and we could have got him in quicker. Yeah. So that affected that affected him as well. Um, you asked me a couple of questions, Jerry. I know I wasn't the biggest fan of Wayne Alden, but I'm not a fan of letting him go and not replacing him. Hundred percent. I I would like to keep him, but I think we have to replace him. Like you, you were throwing names around Kenya that we were. You were telling me we were linked with say Tielemans, uh, uh, Saul Neges. They were exciting me. Then we're getting linked with. John McGinn as well, so like that was really annoying me then. Um, and as Chrissy said, just another one to the injury prone list, Nabi Keita, Chrissy, who I like as a player when he plays, but you can't rely on him. I, I I've just given up on him. I given up on him. You can't rely on Ox when Alan was like he was uh, an ever present last year. I know was, I might have rated his performances, but he was always there. He's a decent player, like so. I think yeah, we have to. I'm not happy the way it's going so far, but I think kind of remember with, with last summer, it was all the talk was about Thiago. And then when we, we announced Thiago, all of a sudden they announced yeah. John and I had, we hadn't really a clue about that. Well, I hadn't anyway. So I'm hoping there's a trick up his sleeve. Michael Edwards does some good work. I'm hoping there's something there, but yeah, not a fan of getting rid of Wijnaldum and not replacing them. Definitely not. Well, do you mind me saying? Yeah. Yeah, Cause I might have to eat my words here. Come January or the end of the season because he's linked to United as well and we're we're heavily linked to him actually and it's Saul mm. and now the three players we're linked to Canavinga, Neves and Saul he'd be my third choice I don't mm. really see what he does and he, he's not really getting into the Atletico side as much and I was just wondering like would you be excited by that transfer like because I know I don't think I would yeah it's not like it's not a massive excitement but I'm just saying when we're getting linked with him and Tielemans they're exciting me more than a John McGinn was and it's yeah, certainly yeah, fair enough, more, yeah. more than that, but yeah, I'm not. It's not one I'm really excited about, but I trust Klopp. If Klopp likes him, I'm kind of excited when he comes in. Like I wasn't mad about Andy Robinson coming in, and um, players like that. And there was those question marks around yeah. Salah when he came in and things. So I just trust Klopp. I'm, I'm hoping Liverpool will get it done. I don't really get into too much about the transfers. I like I listen in, and Kenny, you give me a lot of info and stuff like that. But I more concentrate on when the Premier League starts. When the, I like when the window shuts. Do you know what I mean? Just so I can yeah. concentrate on football. I, I there's so much going around on Twitter and things like that. But Canada was a good signing, Kenna. We needed to get him done, especially because Van Dijk and, and Gomez coming back. You don't know how they're going to react from the injuries. Um, yeah. I think you keep Nat Phillips till January as well to see how the injuries go with the two lads. But yeah, not it's not really exciting me yet. But hopefully, um, there'll be, there'll be a trick up someone's sleeve there at Liverpool and we get a couple of big signings in. We need I think Michael Edwards will um, have a trick up his sleeve. I don't see Liverpool like there was um, a reliable um, guy who is a journalist from uh, Liverpool and who said Liverpool won't be signing anymore this summer. Now I found that a bit strange. I always said to you, uh, Chrissy, that I feel like Liverpool will sign two more. But yeah. Dixon, looking at you, looking at um, Liverpool, there it's more 
sort of a sell to buy sort of attitude right now. They've sold Harry Wilson for 12 million. Shakiri is on the market 14 million. He wants to go back to Italy, to Lazio or Napoli. Nat Phillips, heavily linked now to replace Ben White. 18 million sort of fee there with Brighton. Origi linked with Villa and Lille. Like Liverpool already got Wijnaldum off the books, so it's 100k off your books there. It seems like more of a sell to buy like attitude. Like they're kind of like they're watching United there going by and slacking in the market. Like, do you think they just should just go and spend the money straight off and then sell, or is it a smart strategy to sell to get more money in and then to go and buy? Well, from being a United fan, this is a great position to be in because we're always usually doing the opposite. So I can see, I can feel the Liverpool fans' pain, like and what you're saying about the sell to buy. I get, I get what you mean. Like, it might be a good strategy in terms of business because if they buy a player and they and then other clubs know that they need to get that player off the books, it'll be a cut price deal. But they just want to get him off the wage book. So I can see what FSG are doing. So, but um, look, I'm sitting back, relaxing. Uh, cigar and whiskey in my chair. Happy out that United have got the business done early. Yeah, United have done well. I think Liverpool, I do believe, for the two Liverpool fans here, I do believe Liverpool get business done. Tielemans is a hard one to really say with Leicester sticking a 64 million price tag on his back. I don't see Liverpool going spending that. I do think Seoul um, for 40 million plus add-ons, I do think he'll I think you know he'll go to Liverpool once personal terms are agreed. You know he earns seventy more thousand than Salah does at Atletico Madrid. And between Neto and Adama Traore, I'd always said I thought to get another attacker. So I wouldn't be too worried if I was a you know a Liverpool fan just yet. But there is two weeks until the Premier League season. We will move to Chelsea now. Chelsea champions of Europe like that have that tag on their back. Of course, I love it as a Chelsea fan, but taking that aside, but they do have, they did win the Champions League. They do have that sort of pull. Looking at it now, Elliot, like, you know, you're looking at Chelsea, Kunde, first edition, the hottest young centre-back on the planet right now, 22 years old. Do you think that's a really smart signing by Chelsea? Now with Thiago Silva, 37 now during the year, one year left. Yeah, definitely. I think, Thiago Silva is a good player, but he's not going to be there much longer. Um, it's a good signing, a good young player. I think Chelsea obviously finished the season brilliantly to win the, to win the Champions League. So Chelsea be strong next year. And I just think Chelsea, there's a lot more. I know you're saying as well, there's a lot more to go. I think there's another couple of big signs for Chelsea as well. So they haven't. I know they haven't done much business, but I think there's big business to come for, for Chelsea. So I think they'll be... Depends how it goes, but I, I reckon Chelsea will sign big and they'll be definitely in tight race next year, especially with the manager. Yeah, I definitely think so. Chrissy, looking at the Kunde deal there, there's you know conflicting reports now. Look, he has signed or agreed personal terms with Chelsea. He's buzzing to join Chelsea, according to the likes of Fabrizio Romano. But Sevilla, they want 45 million euros plus Zuma, or they want 60 million euros cash. His release clause would be, or sorry, that'd be sixty million pounds cash, which is about you know seventy-five million uh, euros. Release clause is eighty, so you're getting a twenty-two-year-old there. Really talented, got to play in Europe, play with France, and you know Chelsea. 
Obviously, I do believe what Elliot's saying there. I think there's three top signs to come in. Kunde being one, and there's two others there. So you're looking at the central midfield area, DM, Chua many for 35 million, or would you go Declan Rice for 60 to 80 million? What would you kind of do there? Smart business or both similar ages, 21 and 22? Like, I'd probably see Declan Rice, you're probably playing, paying more money, but you've Premier League experience, Euros experience, being at Chelsea before as well, probably, you know, would be fond of the club, like the club. Um, I would go Declan Rice. I've seen more of Declan Rice to be fair, so that's may, mainly why I might I might go with Declan Rice. But that's who I would choose um, to go in there. I think he'd fit well at Chelsea. Um, I think the Premier League experience is massive. I, I think with foreign players coming in, it's always sometimes a toss of a coin. But I think I just think Declan Rice would suit Chelsea. Just going back to the Kunde deal with Zuma. Like I know Zuma's ball playing ability is probably not brilliant, but he's still a good centre half. You know, it's probably a small bit harsh on him. I, I think he's physical, he's big, good tackler, good in the air. Um, you know, it's a, probably a bit harsh on him, but you know, I know that Kunde fella is, you know, he's talented and you know, Chelsea are after winning the Champions League now, so the targets and the people they're looking for are going to be the top quality ones they want to push on, um, which is understandable too. So yeah, I think it's Chelsea have so much money to spend or buying big talent. And, you know, I'd say for yourself as a Chelsea fan, like it's just pure excitement because it just looks like it, in each area of the pitch, they're willing to spend money and buy top quality players to fill in those positions. Yeah, I agree now. Um, I think definitely, I, I would personally say too many young uh, league on young player of the year. I think he's a lot, lot to grow. I think he's a smart player personally, but... I wouldn't mind either. Dixon, looking at Chelsea in the past, right? So we win the title under Mourinho, second time around, and uh, they don't back him in the market. When the league with Conte, he wants the likes of Lukaku, Van Dijk, other players he wanted who he could have got. Chelsea didn't back him, and they got second, third choice targets like their drink waters. Third time around now, you back Thomas Tuchel, and you're linked with the best prize assets in the world. Do you think Chelsea have learned their lesson now, especially we're talking now after, after mentioning Kunde, many Erlen Haaland. Erlen Haaland, the big topic this summer. Everything has gone quiet. There's top-tier sources that no word at all because I think everyone is just being silent. There's work on in the background. What do you make or what do you think now with Haaland, especially with the Dortmund owners coming out and saying uh, it will take a crazy bid to get him, whereas you look at Lukaku he's, and Inter say, no, untouchable. And there's a difference when you think, you know, okay, if you put a crazy bid in, you got, you know, you got to accept. What's your take on Haaland this summer for Chelsea? Um, It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think everyone has their opinion on Haaland. Anyone who watches football, knows a bit about football, has a different opinion and where he's going to end up eventually. Um, personally, for me, I think Dortmund are going to hold on to him for another season. And because I think Alan's the type of player, I think he said before anyway, he wants to kind of dominate all the leagues of Europe. And I think if he stays one more season, it kind of opens him up to different countries, different offers, because the only clubs that can afford him now are probably City and Chelsea and 
Chelsea are the only one with real solid interest from what we're hearing. So, look, Chelsea could easily get in the summer. I'm not ruling that out. I'm not ruling that out or anything. But for me, I think he's staying at Dortmund for another season, and he's gonna weigh up his options next season. Yeah, you're right, Dixon. I think. I think. Um, sorry, Ken. Go ahead, there. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, like the like big clubs like the Spanish clubs, uh, Paris and Real Madrid. I think they're they're crippled financially. They were they were holding off for the the Super League, weren't they? And yeah. I, I think I think you're right. I think Chelsea are in pole position now. I think if anyone's going to get him, it's Chelsea. But Dixon, I agree with you. There, the Spanish clubs maybe next year if there's something miraculous happens. But yeah, I think this year I think City. But as Dixon said, the only one who, who's putting it looks like they're putting in serious interest is uh, is Chelsea. Yeah, no, Chrissy. The only ones that are you know going for Haaland this summer and who will break the bank is Chelsea. Now, look, if Chelsea put a crazy bid in of 150, so you're doubling Haaland's you know release clause next year, you got to remember, lads, there's one thing that I think a lot of people are forgetting wage cap for agents next year goes on 10% of the price tag. So Right now, Mino Raiola can get as much as he wants. 40 million is what he wants. Next season, he'd only be entitled to 7.5. Now, Chrissy, he was in London last week, but he also flew out to Amsterdam to get a deal for Daniel Malin, a Liverpool target, signed for Dortmund yesterday. He got the deal over the line. Is that another signal there that's a replacement there for Haaland? Chelsea in the background won't say anything until they have an agreement in place that they will have a bid accepted. Nothing will come out until then. Do you think, what do your, what's your opinion on Haaland to Chelsea this summer? I think, I think even though it's crazy money, I think he'd be a perfect fit for Chelsea. And I think when you have the money, you should spend it to get what player you have. I think that's the type of environment football is at the moment. And I think he will be unbelievable for Chelsea. The whole Raiola thing, I think Raiola will definitely, if that's the case, try and push the Haaland deal through because he'd be mad not to because, look, he does all these big deals. He he looks after his the footballers he represents, but also he wants to look after his own financial wealth also. Um, it, it's, it might bow down to how much Haaland trusts Raiola's judgment as well about going to Chelsea. I don't think Haaland himself, he doesn't strike me as a real money person he, he strikes me as a guy that loves his football and where it matters to to him where he plays so i think if raiola and him are having this discussion around chelsea i think if he if he trusts raiola and this is the best move for him i think he will go to chelsea um but if he doesn't i suppose have that trust with raiola and it's kind of just factoring around money i don't i think he i don't think he will go um, but I think Chelsea, as you've told me before, doing everything financial-wise, there's not going to be, you know, no money spared, you know, whatever it takes to get Haaland and to get that deal over the line. So I think it's really, it'll really bow down to, you know, Haaland's thinking and how that, that discussion he has with Raiola about going to Chelsea. Yeah, I, I think so. Personally, as a Chelsea fan, and from what I'm hearing, I think if a bid goes in and is, if a bid is accepted... I think he signs. He's getting triple his wages from 100,000. I think he signs a deal for Chelsea. I think Chelsea have him in the bag if a bid is accepted. If not, no club will want to come out and say anything because they don't want to lose face. But that's the three clubs that we're talking about. I do believe Chelsea will sign Kunde. Um, this is just a belief. I do believe one way or another, 
either Cash or if it's a swap deal, the Kunde will go. I do believe more so that Chuamini will be at Chelsea. Now, that's not to say if Rice goes, I wouldn't be too happy. I would be happy. I think he's a great player. Don't like the guy, but he's a great player. Uh, but I do think Chuamini and Haaland is the only option Chelsea have to go for. And if they don't get him, I think Chelsea are in trouble for goals next year. That's our three clubs done, lads. But uh, kind of finish off with like big, big names there. Jack Grealish, Seth join Man City. Anyone, any thoughts on that? Huge move for City. Absolutely huge. If he if he went there. Uh, him under Pep is a scary thought, to be honest. Um, I think he's a quality player. I know the lads have had reservations about him, but I think I've said it from the start, how good he was. And him, Pep moulding him into a, an Iniesta-like player is just, it's a scary thought for the league, I think. Yeah, they really miss a creative player, don't they, City? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, they'll be un- they'll be unbeatable next year if they get him. Will they start? Uh, he, and you know what he'll do? He'll win them so much free kicks next year, boys. That's it. Yeah. Mares got banged in a free kick on the, on his first game preseason, so that's the importance yeah. of winning free kicks. Front line there, Mares Grealish one side and. uh would you think Harry Kane will join? Do you think Man City will go and spend Spurs' asking price of 160 million? Now remember, 27 gone, 28, still young, about five, six years probably left in the tank, as in at the best level, and then he kind of drop off, will score still goals. But do you think they will spend that much on him? Well, I don't think it'll be 160 anyway. I think, I know that's what Spurs are asking for, and Daniel Levy. Um... Daniel Levy. He peeled an orange in his pocket. We know that. Um, but I think... I'm on this podcast one too. Yeah, I think there's a, a Matt Wexford there that would. Um, uh, we know if Christy was a ghost, he wouldn't give you a fright anyway. But, um, <laughs> let me know what you ask me now. Sorry, boys. Um, <laughs> How are you playing to Man City? Oh, yeah. I think, um, I think there might be a player as a make-away there, Ken. There's been a lot of talk about that. But Starting I don't yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think Sterling. I don't think Sterling wants to go. But yeah, I think, I think Kane wants. I know we know Kane wants to leave. I think he will go. But I don't know if it's. I don't know 160 million. I think maybe 120 to 140. But I'm not. I want to say I'm not not great on that kind of thing and transfer values and stuff like that. Do you think they get both of them though? Like it's it's mad money they're throwing around. Uh, the prices they're throwing on them. I don't know if they get both of them in the same window. It's a hard one to call, isn't it? I think Grealish will go. I think that's um, advanced talks now from what I'm hearing. Kane, it's gone silent, but maybe work's done in the background. As Elliot said, maybe there's a player like Gabriel Jesus, and I'm, I know Laporte was added to the list. Sterling's been there, so potentially there. I do think Man City will sign. They may sign a left-back as well, like Nuno Mendes, but it is crazy money, as you say, Dixon. Um, I think from a personal point of view, from looking at the window so far, I think Arsenal today, 50 million on Ben White. They're linked with a couple of good players now, Abraham, Martinez, uh, Odegaard, Madison, or Auer. I think they'll get two of those. I think United have had a great start to the window. Um, Really positive, I think, for Manchester United to do the business early, as Dixon, you've pointed out to me many a time, to do it late. Uh, I think Chelsea definitely work in the background when things are silent, especially with tier one sources in the background. You know, work has been done. And Liverpool, I 
I personally believe they'll sign two players. I think it'll be Seoul, and I think it's between Adama, Troyore, and Neto. I think one of them will go. But so far, boys, I not I we can't really I don't want to do any Premier League prediction until we get you know a little bit a few weeks down the line just before the league. But any sort of other uh, things you want to add? Not really. I think I think with this conversation could be completely different with one big signing for each of our clubs, you know. So I think in a couple of weeks there could be a lot more business done and you can nearly have a completely different vibe on the podcast. It's, it's mad. So I think uh, I think there'll be plenty more to be done yet. So I wouldn't really be getting, reading too much into who we have or haven't signed just yet. Well, that's great then, lads. Um, any breaking news, follow, as I say, at uh, Flatback4 on Instagram and Facebook will break any breaking news. And uh, yeah. Happy days. Good talk. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to the Flatback 4 podcast. As the window is heating up right now, do you believe big names such as Erlen Haaland will be in the Premier League next season? To find any breaking news, follow us at the Flatback 4 on Instagram and Facebook. We will break any news that will come and you'll hear first on Instagram and Facebook at the Flatback 4. Let us know your thoughts so far on the window for your club and if your club can improve in any certain areas that you think they should improve and let us know any particular names your club should sign. And thanks again for listening and follow us at the Flatback 4. Thank you.